the places I ain't been yet and the place from which I've come. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Oxcast, which is all focused on Folk Weekend Oxford. That was Small and Gold with One for the Road. And me and Katie are going to give you a roundup of everything that's going on this weekend. Yeah, there's so much going on in Oxford, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's amazing, it's a really fun festival. But here is Kat Kelly, the director, to tell you more. For all those terrible people who have never heard of Folk Weekend, have been living in a cave... <gasps> What is it about? What can you tell us? Uh, well, I always describe Folk Weekend, first and foremost, as a community festival. So it's the the music, although it's sort of based in folk and traditional stuff, There's we, we're not sort of specific. There's sort of general acoustics, singer-songwriter, um, just, a, just a little bit of the kind of that sort of rootsy, traditional singer-songwriter acoustic sort of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it's just about all the community coming together, making music, listening to music, dancing, singing, whatever takes your fancy and just having a really good time, basically. And that's one of the great things about it, that it's not just concerts, it's not sit-down things. Yeah. There are tonnes of different events. There's Kayleys, there's a Euro Bal. Yeah. There's, yeah, some great stuff. Well, I always think that folk music is kind of one of the few things that people of different ages and abilities and stuff can genuinely enjoy together because if you go to a Kaylee you can go with your kind of two-year-old and your 95-year-old granny and you can all kind of join in with it at your own level and you can all have a good time so it's not the fact that the parents are accompanying the kids to a specifically children's event and you're just kind of going along with it and it's not that the kids are tagging along to something for the, the parents everyone is just you know enjoying it all together yeah and it's it's one of the amazing elements of it that mm. everyone does really well at with this year's lineup, who are you looking forward to go and see? Who do you recommend especially? Um, well, Martin Carthy, who's our main headliner, is just a legend. You couldn't possibly not mention him. I mean, we're so chuffed to have booked him. Um, I'm actually a really big fan of Megson. I don't know if you've come across them, but as, as I've been going through the sort of publicity stuff and and that and I've been listening to the different artists and sort of picking out my favourites and I absolutely love the sound that they've got and the energy that they have in their music and they're just a duo but the music they create is just brilliant and I always always really like hearing the local artists so we've got in in Blackwells we've got free concerts all weekend and you just go along there and you hear somebody and you think oh my goodness why have I not heard of you before you get some absolute gems and what we tend to do um, over the years is when people first come to us and we've not heard of them but they want to perhaps come and play then they'll they'll go into a slot in Blackwells or something like that in one of the free concerts and then we're, we're out there our artistic team is out there during the weekend listening to people and so we're picking out the ones that we think are going to go far and then the next year they'll get sort of you know a bigger slot a supporting slot and then they'll be in the in the headline concert and we did that um, Wednesday's Wolves was one of the first that we did that with the first year they were just doing a free concert and then my artistic director just fell in love with them so much and then um a couple of years later they were supporting the main headline on Saturday night and you know so that's what we like to do we like to kind of help build the profiles of the local artists and because we're very much a sort of we're sort of a local festival really the local artists aren't just a sort of an add-on they're very much built into it and part of it it helps them to build their profile as much as it helps us from having them to come and play as well if you want to hear the full interview make sure to check it out on our website 
Break Weekend Oxford isn't just about the music. Oh, no, no. There's loads of dancing events, including a lot of Morris dancing happening all over the city. So there are over 40 teams participating. That's over a thousand dancers. That's insane. It's insane. So many bells. (laughs) And sticks. Of course. (laughs) So it's going to be absolutely packed. Um, into the city I don't I don't think you're going to be able to move frankly no unless you're dancing of course unless you're dancing maybe you should just dance throughout the entire weekend so where are they going to be so they're going to be in Bond Square at the Natural History Museum Broad Street and pretty much everywhere you look amazing I mean so there are lots of scheduled in right yes but there are also loads of open dance sessions yes so I imagine you can get involved oh I hope so I've picked out a few of my favourite Morris names cool so there's the Old Speckled Hen, Plum Jerk and Border Morris, Mabel Gubbins Rapper. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a good one. And even for those who aren't necessarily as keen on Morris, uh, this comes under Morris, there's Barefoot Belly Dancing, so keep an eye out for that. Extremely exciting. Uh, my favourite name is City Clickers. <laughs> I think puns are always welcome in this kind of thing. <laughs> You'd hope so. That you need a good sense of humour to be a Morris dancer. Keep an eye out on our Twitter and our Facebook because we're going to be periscoping various events happening on Saturday. So watch out for that. But outside the big concerts and the Morris dancing, there is lots of other music going on too. So there are loads of sessions. The main venues being the Royal Blenheim and the Crown. Uh, loads of different types. There's Scandinavian ones, song sessions, French sessions. But on that theme, we had a chat to Hinnie Pawsey from Cold Harbour on the two bowels that she's putting on. There has been in previous Folk Weekend Oxfords um, an element of Eurodance, uh, but this year we're, we're doing a bit more. Um, we're having two evening dances. On the Friday night we're going to have a Scandinavian night and my trio will be playing and also a fantastic duo of uh, John Francis Goodacre, who is an Oxford student currently, a great fiddle player, and uh, Lucy Hazard who's a fantastic melodian player. And Lucy's just finished uh, a little while ago a year of study of Swedish dance in Tobo. And so she's going to be running a workshop at the beginning of the evening as well. So that's Friday. And on the Saturday, we'll have French night. So again, my trio will be playing. And um, also a fantastic duo, Stephen Tyler and Katie Marchant, who, if you know anything about French music in the UK, uh, you'll have heard their names over and over again. Um, They're great. And again, we'll be starting the evening by a workshop by Lucy. So if you if you don't know the steps, if you've never done Eurodance before, you can come along to the workshop and that'll give you the tools that you need to have a really, really great night. It's kind of like a Kaylee, except most of the dances are couple dances and uh, there's no caller. So um, you have to know the basic steps uh, to join in, but there will be so many people there who know the steps already. You can just grab somebody and they will show you and it'll be marvellous. And we have a lovely venue to do it in, St Columbus. Um, it's got a really great dance floor and a lovely acoustic and uh, we're really looking forward to it cool so one of the themes of this year's folk weekend is about accessibility in terms of getting as many people involved as possible and your workshops in sort of teaching people the dances before the uh, actual bowels are a really important part of that mm-hmm. so that's gonna be really cool yes yeah. yes um the, there's quite a, a bunch of people who are interested in this kind of euro dance music and dance in oxford there's the the regular french and scandinavian sessions at the james street tavern um and the isip euro dance as well run by similar people so 
there's a there's a core of interest, but it's something that we we really love and we really want to communicate to the the wider population. So no doubt there'll be a lot of people coming to this festival who are really into English folk music and uh, Celtic folk music, and there's a lot of that a lot of fantastic stuff going on over the weekend in that kind of genre. Um, but it's also an opportunity to broaden people broaden people's horizons a little bit and uh, introduce them to um, these beautiful dances and, and lovely music from the continent. Cool. So for the unfortunately uninitiated, what is a bow? What are the basics of it? Um, it involves live music and a space to dance in, basically. The, the Scandinavian dance repertoire are dances like uh, Scottish, which um, is, has got similar kind of steps to things that you'll encounter in, in Scotland. Lots of these names, uh, names of dances are uh, from places. So we've got Polskas, which are originally from Poland, but they have nothing to do with the Polish dance. And we've got the Scottish from Scotland originally, but it has nothing to do with Scottish dance. It's quite a um, convoluted etymology. So we've got dances like Scottish and Waltz, which you'll recognise a little bit faster than English Waltz, but basically the same step. What else? Uh, long dances, which are um, uh, line dances, very, very simple steps um, involve uh, as long a line as you can muster. Um, and uh, Polska is the, the kind of the backbone of the Swedish tradition, which is a beautiful couple dance, um, which has uh, a walking step and then a turning step. Very, very beautiful stuff. And the, the French stuff, there's, there's overlap. There's some Scottish, which is same as the Scottish. Um, there's a lot of mazurka, waltz, those kinds of dances. What I think is great about Folk Weekend is the fact that it doesn't matter what age you are, you can go along to most of the events. Mm, there's enormous emphasis on accessibility and making sure that folk reaches out to everyone and then everyone can get involved. Yeah, so it's a fantastic offer for any children under the age of 12, so they get free entry to any event on the programme when accompanied by an adult. Amazing. It's a dream. <laughs> and there are loads of fun workshops happening for children and adults alike. Well, I hope adults. This one sounds great. So there's the Spoons Workshop. Um, on Sunday at 11.45am at the Pitt Rivers. So you can develop your uh, ability to play the spoon. You don't necessarily have to bring your own spoon, but I guess if you want to try out a, a particular favourite one, you could. There's lots of sort of chilled out events, so you can have an explore of all those bizarre looking instruments. Um, again at the Pitt Rivers on Saturday at 3pm and 2.30pm. Really fun. making most of the city though. Yeah, definitely. Something that really stood out to me was a Russian folklore session, which sounds fascinating. Really interesting, yeah. Is that storytelling? Yeah, I think so. And a bit of music, I imagine. Cool. So check out the Folk Weekend programme for the full listings of all the family-friendly events. But on the theme of accessibility, here's Kat to tell us more about Special Saturday. For the last few years, we've been working with some special needs schools. We've been doing Kayleys for the children in the schools, but that's been mostly about us going to them. And what we've tried to do is to kind of build up that relationship with them and to kind of let them know that Folk Weekend is here and that this is the sort of stuff we do. The idea being that, that they will then feel a bit more confident about being able to come along to the festival and so this year we're really kind of pushing ahead with that side of it and we've got a thing which we're calling special saturday um which is a slightly cheesy name but i couldn't come up with anything better in the time uh and what it is really is that we've we've highlighted three events on saturday in the program that are going to be particularly good for anybody children or adults with any sorts of special needs or disabilities and the idea of that is to help people feel a bit more comfortable and to say well if i haven't been to the festival before i'm not really sure if it's going to be for me but here's some things that actually i know that i can try and i know that they're 
they're thinking about it. So I'm doing a Makaton signed song performance. So if there's people who use Makaton, they can come along and they can sort of feel included. They can sign along with it. And I've done quite a few of the songs. When I've got into special needs schools, I go in and sort of do some singing with them. And they love it, especially there's one song called Daddy Fox, which is quite a well-known folk song. But the kids, they absolutely love it. It's about a naughty fox. And so they get so excited and they're all kind of doing their fox signs and everything. They just love it. And then we're doing our our family Kaylee this year, which is really popular. We've done every year since we started, but we've designated it family and special needs. So it's not going to be hugely different to how it's been in the past, but we're just making the point that actually this is okay. It's okay for people in wheelchairs to come along. It's okay for people who have learning disabilities. The guy that's calling it Andy, he's worked with me in the past at the special schools Kayleys, so he knows how to adapt dances make them a little bit easier for people in wheelchairs or, or things like that and then the third um, part of special saturday which i'm very excited about is a workshop so it's kind of a hands-on thing and it's uh it's pete ord who actually he's the other half of my duo that we're doing the macadon thing with and he's doing a workshop on how to use technology to make music more accessible and so he's got some sort of particular um specifically designed bits of accessible technology which will he'll bring along and we're going to break down a folk song and sort of build it up again with the technology. So there's this amazing thing called a skoog, which is basically like a cube with big lumps on each side and it's squishy and you can you you attach it up to a laptop and you assign each lump to a note or to a chord it's got as many different choices as your laptop's got basically and so then you can just squeeze it or you can twist it or bash it and and it will play stuff musical bop it <laughs> absolutely yeah and people can bring along their ipads and pete will tell you about an apps to download and we can sit there and play music on the ipads it's going to be so much fun one of the things the festival really tries to do is use big names in folk to promote local artists so this is big saturday night headliner is martin carthy who is immensely famous he started off in steel ice span uh, which you might know from gaudete things like that but he developed into an incredible solo artist and influenced people like Paul Simon and Bob Dylan. So wow. incredibly influential. So he's playing on Saturday night, but he's supported by Small and Gold and Megson. Small and Gold are a local band made up of four sisters, and they're very cool. Why are they called Small and Gold? They're all quite small and have blonde hair, so okay. very inventive <laughs> name. <laughs> and then Megson are a band from Newcastle who, they're a duo, and they do some very cool stuff and winning awards and getting very big, so... Very good to have them all on the Saturday night. But outside the headliners, there are an enormous wealth of bands just playing all the time, everywhere. And there's not even just the scheduled stuff. I saw just today that someone's planning to have a mass banjo busking. That sounds amazing. Uh, that's on Saturday at 1 outside Trinity College. But yeah, you know, just walk around the city and you'll bump into music everywhere. It's a fantastic time. One example of an upcoming local musician is Ben Everson. Uh, do you think that Oxford has affected your music then? The scene being here and being so supportive and so many sessions? And Yes, yeah, I mean, I've, I've played with a number of different people since I've been here in sort of world music collective called Confluence, for instance, being one of them, which is... is um, I've learned a lot about different styles of music from all over the world um, through that, and also playing with a band called Okina, who are um, also playing at the Folk Festival. I, I play with Okina, and that's very sort of um, progressive new folk, I suppose. Um, so yeah, my horizons have been sort of, you know, I, like, I always like to learn new things and Oxford's been, been good for that. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a supportive scene. And the world music side of your music is really interesting mm-hmm. because you're, you're way more than just a folk singer. And especially on the album, there's loads of Afrobeat influence and loads of kind of East African stuff that's mm. going on. And it's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've been interested in, in African music for, for, for a long time and I was, I was lucky enough to... Um, to persuade Rise Kagona, who was the guitar singer and the founder of a band called the Bundu Boys, who you may have heard of, a lot of people will, will certainly have heard of, um, and he's just a, a fantastic musician. I urge everybody to, to listen to, just have a look on YouTube at some of the Bundu Boys live footage. They're an absolutely incredible band. And um, I learned an awful lot from him. Yeah, I spent a lot of time playing with him. And um, I was lucky enough to persuade him to, to guest on my album and also to join his band. I was a member of his, his band for a couple of years. Uh, but he lives in Edinburgh, so that became a bit sort of hard to to sustain, <laughs> just with the travel and, and everything. But um, yeah, so I got that sort of that's one of the the influences that I, I keep keep mm. drawing. And sort of the rest of it is, it's a more traditional style, I suppose. Not trad, but more it's closer to things like Cat Stevens and mm. more a seventies style, and under, that understated yeah. style of softer singing. And yeah, I suppose that's the kind of music that you know if I'm on, on a train or whatever, then that's that's what I choose to listen to is, is your sort of, you know, Cat Stevens, Nick Drake and uh, music from the 70s, you know, Pink Floyd and all that sort of stuff. I just, you know, love all that, all that stuff mm-hmm. from that time period. Also, my, my dad is a musician as well and a songwriter. I play in a band with him called The Moonbeams um, who are doing very well, actually. We, our second album got um, listed in the top 50, I think it was, Folk Albums of the Year by The Telegraph. Cool. Which is good. He's a very good songwriter, so um, I picked up a lot from him and his... His, um, he's very into English folk music and listens to you know, people like Martin Carthy, for instance. Um, I grew up listening to that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cool. No, that's it's good to grow up with that kind of thing, isn't it? So the album has a lot of collaboration on it as well, and mm. it was kind of difficult to track all the different people that are doing things. Uh, how did that work out? Was it a collaborative, creative thing, or did you write everything and other people came in to sing it and play well, it's, it? Yeah, it's, the album wasn't really sort of planned. I mean, what happened was... I, I, as, as you've said, I've played with lots of, of different people um, over the years, as, as musicians do. You, you, you sort of get involved in all sorts of different things, but I'd never got around to releasing an album with any of those acts. But obviously, as a as a songwriter, I've I'd, I'd written material over those those years. I guess it was about five years' worth of songwriting that, that appeared on, on the Good Day Mr Magpie album. But I wasn't planning on recording an album at all. It was actually a present, a Christmas present from my girlfriend, who said, um, here's some studio time with um, a good friend of mine, Sam Lawrence, who produced the album. So I spent um, a week in the studio in North Yorkshire, Stonegate Studio, and recorded the all my, my parts, guitar parts and stuff, and uh, I kind of thought, well, it needs a bit more on it. And Sam plays fantastic um, Illan pipes. He's a, he's a brilliant... Um, well, he's a, he makes pipes for a living, that's his, his thing. So um, we put the Illan pipes on there, and um, he's very connected to <coughs> a lot of great musicians in um, North Yorkshire and West Yorkshire, that sort of area. So Gary Stewart is, a, is another good, good um, singer-songwriter, and also probably the best best drummer I've, uh, I've played with. He just turned up and did did it all, put the, the drum tracks down. And yeah, that was that was what happened. Really. Bryce Kagona obviously came down from Edinburgh and um, did an amazing vocal track on um, She Told You So. Mm, no, it's a great album. It's really good fun. Thank you. Yeah, the big thing is um, Jackie Oates is running that. I'm hoping to... to um, top into that after doing a gig with Okina, which is the band that I mentioned before, which is they're playing at Blackwell's Bookshop. I can't remember whether it's 11 or 12. Um, it's in the morning, on the Sunday morning. And uh, my solo gig is in the afternoon at the um, the Folk Festival HQ. 
find out when all the events are happening, make sure to check out the Folk Weekend Oxford website. They've got an amazing online programme and you can pick up free programmes from gig <laughs> venues around the city. You can buy tickets for individual days. They're priced between £28 and £38, depending on the day. And for a weekend pass, it's £62 for an adult, £57 for a concession, which is over 60s, job seekers allowance, carers allowance, disability living allowance and NUS. And youths, which is 13 to 18, is £50. Cool. And during the festival, they can be picked up at any of the venues across the city. There's no central box office this time. And you can buy your tickets online at www.folkweekendoxford.co.uk. I do follow all the coverage we're doing over the weekend, so we'll be tweeting and periscoping and vining and everything you can think of will be maybe there. You can listen to the full interviews with Kat, Hinny or Ben by going to dailyinfo.co.uk. To play us out, once again, here's Ben Averson. Okay, so having talked a lot about African influences, this is, is not remotely African at all. Um, it's a song that um, I wrote after watching a documentary about Leonard Cohen, so it's more in that sort of um, that sort of style. It's called the Real World. If you're growing up slow, stuck in a dream, you try to hold on. You know what it means But the road is too long For your favourite shoes Arriving too late Leaving too soon Is this the real world? Tell me true Just angels watching over you. If you peer into a microscope down a tiny well, you'll see life escaping through the walls of a cell. Faces are changing Like clouds in the sky But I saw the truth It was there in your eye Is this the real world? Tell me true Or are we just angels Watching over It 
just passed you by yeah. Is this the real world? Tell me true Or are we just angels Watching over you Or are we just angels Watching over Watching over